This is Bethel Temple Church's podcast. Here at Bethel Temple, our desire is to see people changed, delivered, and set free as they experience the light of Jesus. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Amen. Amen. Thank you, honey leader. Listen, it's, it's something, you know, when God, God you know, he, he puts us in the same uh, uh, spiritual realm because we didn't talk about what to share, what we were going to share this morning. And a lot of times I don't even, uh, when I first come up, when I get here, a lot of times the, the, the encouragement that I give, God may drop something in my spirit early, early in the morning. Sometimes it happens right here at the altar. This morning he gave me that psalm, and I, I wanted to share it today, but, and I happened to look down, and I saw she had the same thing. But that's good, because it lets us know that God is, is speaking, and, and that's what God's message is to us. He wants us to be thankful, to give him thanks, think about who he is, and understand where our blessings come from, who do we depend on, who do we trust, even in the things that we're experiencing in this day and in this time. Listen. I'm just excited to be before you. I'm always excited to preach the Word of God. I'm always excited to share a word, and today is going to be just a word of encouragement, a, a, a word that's going to help us to, to move further into this season and this year. Listen, in 1972, a well-known gospel artist uh, by the name of Andre Crouch, I know some of you younger people probably think, who is that? Andre Crouch. Uh, 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 he wrote a song that was deemed one of his most popular songs, one of, uh, one of his songs that went worldwide. And so uh, most of us who know who Andre Crouch is um, will, will probably recognize the song by, by just some lines that's in the song, but we may not even really know what the true title of the song is. Uh, but before I, I share the, the, the song, I just want to uh, kind of give a little bit of uh, background you know, I found a story that, that it kind of sums up, you know, how he ended up writing this song. He grew up in a Christian home, talking about Andre Crouch. He grew up in a Christian home. As a matter of fact, his, his father was a, a pastor. And at an early age, he, he had this, 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 this gift, this gift, this musical gift. And at a very early age, he started playing music and singing. And he, I mean, he was writing songs. He was doing all these things. If I remember in the, in the, in the, in the write-up, it was talking about, I think around the age 11, he was already putting music out. I mean, at a, as a young boy. And, and so he had a very, and he went on to launch this very successful career in gospel music. So in an interview, he shared some things. He shared that when he was 18 years old, he, 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 he got this job and he was working for Teen Challenge in Los Angeles. It was, you know, the, 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 the big teen rehab program that, that was founded by uh, David Wilkerson. And so he, he began working there and he, he met this guy. And this guy was real rough. This guy's name was Larry. He was, he was like really rough on the edges. He was this radical guy. And he was actually an atheist. And he, he, he didn't want anything to do with God. But he was in that program. He was in the wrong program not to want anything to do with God. Because the program that he was in was a program that was founded on biblical principles. But he was there. He didn't want anything to do with it. But Andre Crouch was there at the age of 18. And of course, you know, he, he had this gift. And so he was sharing his gift while he was there working. And so Larry, you know, this guy, this old hardened guy who didn't want anything to do with God, he, he, but he took a liking to Andre Crouch's music. 
And so he let him know, man, he liked this music, but he didn't want anything to do with his God. But guess what? A little ways down the road, that music started penetrating his heart. The words that were happening, things that they were learning began to penetrate his heart. And before you knew it, his life was changed. He, he, he gave his life to the Lord, and he was transformed by the renewing of his mind. And he was no longer an atheist, but he was a believer. And not only was he a believer, but he was someone who was getting into the Word of God and studying and getting before God. And so what he did, he, 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 he called him one day, called Andre Crouch one day. And he probably didn't even remember his name. As a matter of fact, he called him Andy. And he said, Andy, uh, I had a dream about you, and in the dream, uh, 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 you, 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 were, you, you made a song. You wrote this song, and this song was going to be a song that was going to just go worldwide, and it was going to bring you a whole lot of fame, not so much to put you up, but really to bless people. And what he told him, he told him to, to, to go in and to look at John, the 17th chapter, and he did that. And Andre Crouch said he read that, he read the first part of John 17, and he, he went to bed that night. He really didn't get anything that really gave him something to write about. So he went to bed. But when he woke up the next morning, he found himself singing these words, to God be the glory. And then he began to, he stopped, he said, man, where did that come from? And then he realized that, that, that God had given him that song. He read that text, and that text was about giving God glory. It was Jesus having a conversation with his Father. And, and he was talking about being glorified and glorifying the Father. And before you knew it, he, it took him about 10 minutes, 10 minutes to write that song. And the name of the song is not uh, uh, To God Be the Glory. That's what we know it by. But the name of the song is called My Tribute. <laughs> it's called My Tribute. And so he, he was able to write that song, look, uh, uh, that God inspired, and I believe that song has much meaning to us today. Listen, four days from now, we're going to celebrate the national holiday of Thanksgiving. And I don't know if you realize it yet, but Thanksgiving this year will be like no other Thanksgiving that we've experienced in our lifetime. It's going to be like none other. We've had to make sacrifices. We have to make a whole lot of concessions. We had to make a whole lot of changes in our life. As a matter of fact, uh, the whole, whole, all of America, or most of America is walking around looking like outlaws because we all got on masks. But it's for a purpose. It's for a purpose. But my encouragement to us this morning uh, is to allow the words that Andre Crouch wrote and, and, and composed and sang some 40 years ago, to let that be the anthem that rings in our hearts today, to God be the glory for great things that He has done. Let that be your tribute. See, it doesn't matter what the circumstance looks like now. To God still be the glory. It doesn't matter what, 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 what coronavirus or COVID-19 or all the other things that are going on in this world, what it looks like. Still, to God be the glory for great things He has done. There is none above God. There's none greater. There's no one can do what God can do. So to God be the glory for great things he has done. And you know, just like, you know, some 40 years ago, that song was written. And, and here we are today, that song, that song still has relevancy in our lives today. And just the same is God's Word. How many of you know that, that, that we read stories, we read, we read biblical accounts that took place 
thousands of years ago, and we begin to read them, we can, we, can, we can apply them to our lives even in this 20th century, 21st century. We still can apply them, and they're still just as real. You know, you know I, I understand this, that, 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 that there's nothing new under the sun but yet and still, there is always a word, a, a perfect word, a timely word in every season. And I believe that God has a word for us in this season, and, and, and I'm going to share it today. And as a matter of fact, uh, 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 you can find it in 1 Thessalonians uh, 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 with, with Paul's, uh, Apostle Paul's gospel, the, uh, the fifth chapter uh, of Thessalonians. Uh, First Thessalonians, uh, and I think it can apply. What we read there that was he was teaching or he was talking to the, the, the Thessalonians back then is something that we can apply to ourselves today, even in this day. What did he do? In Paul's letter, he, he addressed the, the, these Thessalonians. He was encouraging them, and, and yet still he was giving them a challenge at the same time time. At the same time, he encouraged them to conduct themselves uh, by keeping uh, them, them in mind the fact that Christ was going to return again. See, he didn't want them to get lax. See, sometimes we get lax when we, we, we get comfortable, but he was letting them know, no, don't get comfortable because uh, you, you got to keep on keeping on because guess what? Jesus could return at any time because he said he's going to come back, but he can come back. So we have to be busy doing the things that he told us to do. And so this morning, I want to encourage you in the like way. I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on, uh, uh, just like the Apostle Paul was encouraging the, the, those individuals that he was speaking to at that church that, uh, in Thessalonica, and he was teaching them and telling them and encouraging them. I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. So come on, turn with me to, to, to 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. We're going to be looking at verse 18, and I'm going to be sharing from that one verse today. There are going to be some other passages of Scripture, but that's going to be our main text because I think it's a word in this due season. It's in the season that we are in right now. And it simply says these words, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, I want you to point to yourself, say, he's talking about me. See, because he's talking about you. It, it, it says, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, that in everything you give thanks. Look, the New Living Translation makes it even plainer. I, I, I just had to put this one up here. I just, I just love the way it speaks. It says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So if you belong to Christ Jesus, it, it, there, there, there's a challenge there. There's, it's, God is letting us know to be thankful in all circumstances because that's His will for us who name the name of Christ, that we should be thankful in all circumstances. And even though this is, this is in, in, in this message, this letter, in this writing to, to these the members back then, he's getting toward the end of it. You know, he's in the fifth chapter here and, and verse 18, but, but there's some powerful things in this little verse. And, and what I consider, uh, and, and I'm going to be sharing them today, uh, I consider them to be two things, a sound direction and a power-packed truth. And so I'm going to focus on those two things today, and they're going to be our focus for this morning, a sound direction and a power-packed truth that's, that's, that's located right there in that one passage of Scripture. 
And so the first, well, let's look at the direction first. What was the, 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 the sound direction? And the sound direction is this, to give thanks in everything. It, it says to give thanks in everything. Give thanks in everything. Now, honestly, now to be, be, to, to, to be quite honest, it's challenging to find something to be thankful for. For most of us this year, it, it's, it's a press to, to, to find out. Listen, when we just mention 2020, it, it's almost like a full sentence. You, you, everybody begins to just to put the whole, every, they begin to write paragraphs. They begin to, to, to I mean, just by saying 2020, there's so much that people begin to say because yeah, people already know what you're talking about because 2020, this year has been such a challenging year. And that's very true. If you're looking at the year through the lens of, of outward sources and, and, and outward influences that are around us. See, if you look at this world, if you look at uh, the year of 2020 from the perspective of COVID-19, if you look at it from the perspective of uh, all the racial injustice, if you look at 2020 from the perspective of all, the, all the, this, this, this disparity that's going on with this election, if you look at, all, look at it through the, the, through the lens of all the, the murders and all the things that have taken place, oh my gosh, you can, you can begin to, 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 instead of being thankful, you definitely will feel unthankful. But that's the, because of the lens. See, if we look at it through that lens, we're going to be short-sighted. And, 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 you, and, and you're not going to find many reasons to be thankful. But however, if you look, through this, look at this year uh, of 2020 through the lens, through a spiritual lens, see, we want to look at it through a spiritual lens rather than a natural lens, then the verse is going to take a deeper meaning. It's going to be different to us. We're going to take a different, it's going to have a different understanding to us. See, we'll begin to understand what Paul was trying to express to the Thessalonians. See, what he was saying was this, that the Holy Spirit, who, who was at work in us, in our innermost being, what he was doing was he's renewing us and he's reminding us that we have so much to be thankful for. Even in the midst of all this stuff, we still got something to be thankful for. Listen, if you can't find nothing else to be thankful for, if you just uh, uh, inhale and exhale, that's enough right there to make you throw your hands up because you still got life and breath in your body. Listen, in other words, we have to begin to do this. We got to begin to search our hearts. See, you see, like Andre Crouch wrote, wrote see, there's another line of the song. He said, how many ways, uh, 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 we have to ask ourselves, how many ways can I say thanks? That's what we should be doing. We should be saying, how many ways can I say thanks? Not saying, what do I have to be thankful for? See, we got to change our mindset. We have to change our, 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 the things that we're speaking. And we begin to say, oh my gosh, how many ways can I say thanks to my God? How many ways can I say, Lord, I thank you, I praise you, God, for the things that you're doing, God, because you are still in control, not looking at or, or trying to count, man, I can't be thankful for that because of this. I can't be thankful uh, for that because I, I, I got this or I can't wear a mask. But no. See, see, thankfulness is not about your words. See, thankfulness is not about your mouth. It's not so much that comes out of your mouth, but thankfulness is the posture of your heart. It's the posture of your heart. See, thankfulness is a matter of the heart. 
And that's what this message is entitled. Uh, uh, it's about thanksgiving. It, it's, it, it, thankfulness is it's, it's a matter of the heart. Because if you just, if you try to be thankful based on what you feel, based on what you see, based on what you hear, it's going to be hard to find something to be thankful for. But deep down in your heart, oh, you can find a whole lot to be thankful for. You can find a whole lot to give God praise for. You can find a whole lot to give Him the glory. So, so, so what is the meaning of thankfulness? Well, uh, it's defined this way. Thankfulness is defined as appreciation of benefits received. Now, 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 that's a, a conscious act that, that comes from a person who, who has been the recipient of a benefit. That, that means some, somebody did something for you. And, and somebody did something and, you, you know, you, 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 you're thankful. Now, I'm going to point out a few things about thankfulness based on this definition. Now, listen real carefully. Based on this definition of appreciation of benefits received, it's usually an automatic response. See, see we formed a habit of saying, bless you. You know, somebody sneezes, will you? You say, bless you. You know, if, if somebody uh, uh, does something for you, uh, uh, you say, thank you. If somebody opens the door for you, automatically you say, thank you. So it's an automatic response. So, so it, it, it comes natural. Then the second thing, it usually happens in an instant. See, that means as soon as something happens, as soon as somebody does something, somebody opens the door for you, automatically you say, thank you. It, it, it happens right away. But it's often superficial. Now, I'm not suggesting that you don't mean it. I'm not saying that. Because people, when you say thankful, you, you say thank you. I believe people mean that. But, but it's more of a surface level politeness. See, see you're just doing it because it's, it's the thing to do. Uh, but it usually lasts very briefly. Meaning that you can say thank you to someone who holds the elevator button for you. But 10 years down the road, you're not going to remember. I remember when I said thank you to that man in the elevator when he held the button. You're not going to remember that. See, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fade away. So appreciation of benefits received, th those are some of the things that, that, that define it. See, because this is a secular view of being thankful. See, but I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the meaning of the word thankful that's found in our text. See, it comes from the Greek word eukristeo, and that means gratitude that is directed toward God. Now, that's different than just your superficial uh, uh, thank you in a, time in a point in time. Gratitude that is directed towards God. See, 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 in contrast to the secular view of being thankful, uh, 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 this is talking about gratitude now. Paul is speaking about, it's a deeper level. He's talking about an appreciation to God, how you're just truly appreciating Him. And it's an expression of your gratefulness to Him. See, when you're saying thank you to God, it's not some superficial place. It's not something that's going to fade away, but it's a true appreciation for who God is and what God has done and what God is doing and just recognizing who He is as the sovereign God of the world. See, see, while something, uh, uh, someone can do something that can touch your heart, Gratefulness is the believer's response uh, to God for, 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 for uh, uh, to God that flows from the heart. Let me say that one more time. Gratefulness is the believer's response to God that flows from the heart. So you're, you're, that's why you're being so grateful. God, I'm so appreciative. God, uh, 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 
God, that's why, that's why uh, 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 Andre Crouch can, can, can write the song that he wrote uh, about God and just being thankful to him. Gratefulness is the believer's response to God that flows from your heart. It's not superficial. It's not going to fade away. As a matter of fact, it's, it's memorable. See, you don't forget what God has done. See, you don't forget that God touched your life. You don't forget that God saved you one day. He snatched you up out of this pit. He snatched you up out of a dying circumstance. He snatched you up from the grips of the enemy. He, he saved your life, and He placed you on a firm foundation, which is in Christ Jesus. You don't forget that. But, oh, my God, every time you think about it, you should be saying, thank you, Lord. Oh, God, I give you glory, God, for what you have done in my life. It doesn't mean that you got everything you desire. It doesn't mean that you, uh, 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 you've achieved everything you desire to achieve. But, oh, my God, you know that God said that he is with us. He said he'll never leave us. He told us he'll make us the head and not the tail. He, matter of fact, do you realize that he told us that he will make us heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ when we come into a relationship with him? And, oh, my God, if, if, yet, if that doesn't resonate with you, if you don't understand what that means, look, there's no kingdom above God's kingdom. So if you're going to be a joint heir in the kingdom of kingdoms, Oh, my God. That's enough to say thank you, Lord, all by itself. As a matter of fact, that's one of those reasons why you can say when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul. Look, my soul. I ain't talking about your soul. I'm talking about my soul cries out. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah for saving me. Woo! See, gratitude should be, see, gratitude should be a way of life for the believer. It's not just something that we, we happen into. No, it's the way we live. See, if, if you're a believer, if your life has been transformed, look, gratitude to God, appreciation to Him, thanksgiving to Him should be something you do every day, not on the fourth Thursday of November, but it should be something that you practice every time you open your eyes, every time you can take a breath. You should be saying, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's the direction. The direction is to give thanks in every situation. He also gave us a truth. So what's the truth? The truth is this, that it's God's will for you. See, to give thanks is God's will. How I many you heard that old saying? The safest place to be is in the will of God. See, 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 that's really true, but, but the fact of the matter is this. It's not always easy. See, see, when we're faced with challenges, see, let me, let me say, see, being in the will of God is about being obedient to his word. See, if you want to ever know, God, you know, eh, eh, God, if it be your will, then just open the Bible up because his will is here. This is whole will and testament right here to us. And if you want to know what God's will is, just read it. And so you don't have to wonder, God, if it's your will. Oh, yeah, it's in the Bible. It's his will. And so, so it's about us, us, us being obedient and, and obeying him. That's, that's what the will of God is about. See, 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 we, 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 it's hard sometimes to give thanks. It's hard sometimes to do that. Why? Because we got this old flesh. We got this old, 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 old thing that wants to be in charge. You know, we got this old, 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 old piece of us that, 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 that wants to rise up. 
You know, that's why we say you got to keep feeding your spiritual man so that that flesh can stay in the subjection so that the flesh won't get in the way. See, the flesh will get in the way of you giving thanks to God because your flesh will make you think about all the negative things instead of the positive things. So, so, so. But we have to be in his will, you know, to be thankful. And being thankful is something God looks, looks for us to do. See, see, our walk, you know that in your walk, you're going to have some good times, you're going to have some bad times. And, and I think, I don't think there's anybody living on this earth right now that can say, I've never had anything bad. Because the Bible tells us that we're going to have in this life, we're going to have some tests and trials and tribulations that's going to come. But yet, at the same time, we know that God is able to work it, walk us through it. And even in that, we still have to be thankful because the Scripture says, in everything to give thanks. It's His will. See, 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 we have to surrender our will to the will of God. And, and that's how we're able to give thanksgiving and to give Him thanks even when circumstances aren't to our liking. When they aren't favorable. You know, because we submitted our will to Him. And when we do that, look at some of the things that happen. See, see, it's a powerful benefit when we begin to do that. When we submit our will to His will and, and in thanksgiving, no matter what the circumstance looks like, not circumstantially, we don't say we're going to give God thanks when everything is good, but when things not going good, God, we're going to complain. No, it says in everything. But look what happens when you do that. See, when you give God thanks, you know, uh, 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 when you're in His will and you give Him thanks, what does it do? It glorifies God. It glorifies him. 2 Corinthians 4.15, it says this, For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Don't you realize that every time you give God thanks, every time you give God praise, you're just giving glory to him? See, it gives God glory. When When you're thankful, no matter what the circumstance is, you're giving glory to God. And I don't know about you, but I want my life to glorify God. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to be perfect, but I want to strive to give God glory in my life. Psalms 50 and 23 says this, that the one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. Don't you realize every time you praise God, every time you give him glory, uh, you're giving him glory. Every time you say, thank you, Lord, you're giving him glory. God says that if you offer thanksgiving— as your sacrifice, it glorifies Him. And I don't know about you, but I want to glorify Him. What else does it do? Glorifying God, uh, uh, giving thanks brings us peace. It brings us peace. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in, by, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Oh, here we go. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then what's going to happen? And the peace of God. How many of you need peace in your life? How many of you desire to have peace in your life? It says the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, if you want to have peace, if you want to, you know, even in the midst of turmoil, all you got to do is be thankful. Just give God some thanksgiving. Give Him some praise. Colossians 3 and 15 says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts uh, to be indeed, uh, to which indeed you were called in one body and be Thankful. So God's peace, let his peace have rule in your heart. See, if you have peace in, in your heart, it's going to be easy to say, thank you, God. It doesn't matter what's going on, but you're going to say, such peace. You know, have you ever seen people that are going through all types of circumstances and situations, and you be trying to figure out, man, why are they so peaceful? How can they walk? Why? Because they have allowed the peace of God to settle in their hearts. 
Giving thanks brings us contentment. Uh, oh, 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 man. Uh, Philippians 4, 11 through 13. It says, I'm not saying, here, this, 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 is, this is the Apostle Paul talking. He said, I'm not saying this because I'm in need or I've learned, uh, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. How many of us got that testimony that we can say, oh, God, no matter what the circumstance is going to be, I'm going to be content. How does that happen? Well, it happens when you begin to, 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 to give God thanks. It goes on to say, I know what it is to be in need. He experienced something. He knows what it is to be in need. He says, I know what it means to have plenty. But in spite of that, he said, I've learned the secret of being content. And in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things. Who? Because you're putting your confidence in Him. You're just trusting Him. You're believing in Him. You're not letting the circumstance control you in this moment. But you're allowing uh, 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 the, the fact that, that the peace of God and, and that, 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 that being thankful to God is what's going to give you this contentment. Oh, what else? What else? It's a whole lot of these, but I'm only going to give you four of them. Uh, four of them. Uh, listen, the other one is this. Uh, giving thanks gives us victory over our enemies. Now, how many of you got some enemies? Everybody who names the name of Christ got. When you name your raise, you raise your hand because you got an enemy out there because there's an enemy out there. The, the, the Word of God lets us know that he's like a roaring lion. He's roaming to and fro. He's seeking you. He's after you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to take you with him because he already knows his fate is sealed. But you know what? When we choose to obey God, uh, uh, the will of God, you know, we choose to, 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 to obey him and, and be in his will, guess what? Uh, uh, God, 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 he, he, he takes control of that. See, see, the enemy loses the power over us. See, when you're in God's will and you're giving thanksgiving to him, listen, you can't get, lift your hands and scream out to God in thanksgiving. The enemy, he can't do nothing with that. He can't get in your way. He can't stop you in that moment. He, he, he can't. Look, even when you're doing that, he can't even put negative thoughts in your mind. Because when you're praising God, all that stuff is shut out. See, 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 praise is, is a weapon. And this, and this is how we fight our battles. See, we don't fight our battles with our fists. We fight our battles, you know, with God. We just praise God. We bless God. That's why we can say, you know, I, 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 I'll bless the Lord at all times. See, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. See, it's something that you're always doing no matter what's going on. And so that's how we fight our battles, through praise and thanksgiving. Look what David said, David in, in, in Psalm 18, verse 2 and 4. He said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. He's my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. So as you're praising God, as you're giving Him glory, hey, guess what? God is, God is delivering you. God is knocking your enemies out the way. It's like a bowling ball to then roll down the middle of the, that, that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that range, and it hits all the balls, and they all scatter all out the way. Whether they want to fall or not, they got to go down to the ground. And that's what happens to our enemies when we give God praise. 
Look, look, I ain't finished. Psalm 107, uh, verse 1 and 2, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And it go, goes on to say, let the redeemed. How many of you are redeemed today? It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from what? From the hand of the enemy. See, the enemy wants to grab you. He wants to choke your life out. He wants to stop you in your tracks. But the Bible says that when you give thanks to the Lord, oh, he said, go ahead and let the redeemed say so. God just delivered me from the hands of my enemy. Hallelujah. Woo, and that's just four of them. I, I miss a whole lot of them. I, but I, anyway, I'm, I'm going to stay where I am. I'm going to stay where I am. But there's power in having a heart of thanksgiving. See, that's why the enemy wants to make us focus on the negative things. That's why he doesn't want us to be uh, happy. He doesn't want us to be thankful to God. He wants us to, 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 to focus on the secular view and not look through the spiritual lens because if we look through that secular view, we'll never get to that place of thanksgiving in our hearts. See, thankfulness is the key. That, that can, it can be the very key that, that turns your situation around. Thankfulness. If you stop sometime and just give God some thanks and give God some praise and give God some glory, not because of your circumstance, not because it's the way you desire it to be, but just because it's the thing that we are called to do, to give Him glory. Look, do you realize that you were made, you were created to give God glory? It didn't say that it was going to be perfect. But it says you're supposed to give him glory. See, let a heart of thanksgiving. That should be your tribute today, just like with Andre Crouch. He, he wrote my tribute when he realized to God be the glory in his life. There's another artist I want to share. In 1976, the, the late Grammy Award-winning gospel singer Walter Hawkins, he, he composed a song with the following lyrics. It says this, it says tragedies. And you're gonna find that this, 40 years ago, he wrote this song. There's nothing new under the sun. Tragedies are commonplace. All kind of diseases, people are slipping away. Economy's down, sound like something we experiencing today, doesn't it? People can't get enough pay, but as for me, all I can say is, <laughs> thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. It goes on to say, folks without homes, living out in the streets, and, and, and the drug habits, some say they can't be. Muggers and robbers, no place seems to be safe, but, but you'll be my protection <laughs> every step of the way. And I want to say, Thank you, Lord, for all you done for me. And this is the part I love right here. It says, it could have been me. <laughs> have you ever thought, it could have been me outdoors. No food, no clothes, or left alone without a friend. I could have been just another number with a tragic end. But you didn't see fit to let none of these things be. <laughs> Because every day, by your power, you keep on keeping me. I just want to say, thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. 
You know, I'm going to close today. We're going to sing this song together. I encourage you to join into it and, and, and put yourself in this place because we all have something to be thankful for. Yes, Thanksgiving this year is going to be different, but yet and still, it's the same because our Thanksgiving goes to God and that doesn't change. Apostle Paul closed out his message with the Thessalonians, and I'm going to close out the same way. He said, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God some thanks. Thank you for listening. To connect with us, visit us at Bethelhampton.com and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Now go and be the light.